Curtains up and welcome to another edition of the Box Office Preview Podcast, an onstage blog podcast network production. Joining me today, my co-host. If he had three wishes, I think one of them would be for a $200 million opening for the Aladdin movie coming out this weekend. (laughs) It's on-screen chief critic Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I would probably aim for higher. <laughs> you, you might need it. Uh, 200, too, 200 million is too modest. Yeah, folks, this is reference to uh, the fantasy uh, box office league that me and Ken and uh, editor-in-chief Chris Peterson and a couple of his partake in. Uh, you've heard us talk about it in a couple of podcasts. I've had a, I've had a few people ask me... Uh, they want to know what, more about it, how it's done. Um, we have an actual article written about it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the best way for me to communicate where to find it uh, on a podcast is to Google uh, Fantasy Box Office Onstage Blog, and you should see. It should be the first one that it comes be, up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will do later, probably towards the fall, we're going to do a full uh, fall preview uh, of the of the fall fantasy box office league. We're gonna break it Ooh. down. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break down the fall in in fantasy box office terms. Kind of give you a flavor of uh, how the play is done, what sort of strategy is needed, um, and we'll do a little you know preview ourselves as to what we're looking out for and what we're not. To quote uh, the but, uh, immortal Peter Venkman, I love this plan. I'm excited to be part of it. <laughs> So, uh, but that's later on. So more to come on that. Uh, but first, we have a whole slew of movies to get through this summer. Yeah. And, um, and none of which is a movie many are dreading, a few are looking forward to. Uh, and that is the next Disney uh, animation remake is Aladdin. Uh, before we break that down, we should recap uh, the box office of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we got a couple uh, of them to get through. Let's start with uh, the weekend of May 10th, which is when um, which is when Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, came out, uh, which is two weeks after Avengers Endgame. And we both predicted uh, that Endgame would be first, uh, would, would win the weekend, uh, but that Pikachu would have a strong showing. And overall, Pikachu did have a strong showing. It ended up at the exact number at 54.4 million. Uh, for its opening weekend, which is which I consider very good, yeah, um, it was just closer to my prediction of forty-eight million uh, than than Ken's prediction of sixty-two million. So I yeah. win that week. I really, uh, I I was like this close to going like fifty-nine, <laughs> and I was just like, nah, be bold, and I want sixty-two, right. and right, 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 come yeah, off looking like an idiot. <laughs> But um, do you have any reaction to just Pokemon beating 50 million box office or just overall? I know you saw the movie. Um, I did see the movie. Um, yeah. Also known as uh, Zootopia with, with Pokemon. <laughs> I, I have to say, just a quick tangent. I introduced my daughter to Zootopia, and yeah. it's like far and away her favorite movie now, which I'm yeah, delighted. It's a really good movie. Oh, I love it. It's it's so good on rewatch. There's so many little yeah. little jokes. And um, it's got a great message, too. So it's yep. uh, it's got all in one. I was just at Disney World, and I didn't see any Zootopia stuff there. I didn't expect to see much because it's a newer movie. And yeah. There weren't going to be any rides or anything like that. I thought I might see a character here and there. Um, I, wonder, I wonder what the turnover um, like rate is for, for like a big, successful movie that Disney puts out and then you know pushing to get the characters into the different parks. 
Yeah, and <clears throat> I wonder if it, they even have bigger plans because I mean, Zootopia just could be its they own could, little branch yeah, of the theme right. park, like they did Toy Story Land. So, right. um, I will say, I did. They do have magic bands of Zootopia, and I wasn't going to get it, but my daughter begged me to get one. Uh, she thought sloth because sloth uh, Flash, the sloth was on it, and she thought it was hysterical if I got it. So I was going to get a Thanos uh, magic band, but I decided to get a uh, Zootopia magic band for her. So nice. there was that. Um, how did we get on Zootopia? Um, I, I, Pikachu is a uh, ah, shameless yes. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, copy, sequel, remake yes. of, of uh, Zootopia. But not nearly as good, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's like 60% there. So, yeah, there, there yeah. you go. Okay, and that was followed up by uh, by John Wick, uh, Chapter 3, which had a stellar 568 uh, box office uh, for the three day weekend. Neither of us were close. Neither of us. Uh, I was at forty three. Ken, you were at thirty nine. I believe. Yeah. Never underestimate John Wick. <laughs> These movies <laughs> have taught fair, me anything. I should know that. I should know that. To be fair, we did not know the Rotten Tomato score before we predicted, which was a challenge for us. Um, I think if we knew it was going to be in the nineties, I think we both would have upped our our score. I'm not. Sh- I I predicted ninety one. And it's at right now. It's currently at eighty nine. Okay, so it was it in the high nineties. A little bit, yeah. So I, if I knew it was going to be in the night and they got into eighty nine for a while, I was tracking in the nineties. Yeah. I, I don't think I could have gotten myself to fifty with it. I think I would have upped it by a few more million, maybe high forties. Um, but doing fifty eight is you know really shows that Wick is catching on as a franchise, and there's definitely going to be more of them. Um, and so. with good reason. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you guys who are fans of good. emotionless, uh, terrible. I'm happy that you're happy just, that I'm happy. Who just kill a lot of people for you know God knows what God knows what uh, for a dog. <laughs> um, so that brings us again to this week, um, Aladdin, which is the second Disney remake of the year. The first one was Dumbo, which was one of our first box office previews, and um, and Dumbo underperformed, generally speaking, in the box office. It opened to about forty about forty five point nine nine million dollars, which is soft in the grand, in the Disney's grand scheme of things, and only finished at one hundred and eleven million, which is barely over a two multiplier, and that's that that's really low for Disney standards. You know, most Disney movies have at least a three. Um, so it's, so that one underperformed and I was looking at some of the other Disney live action movies from the box office. We talked about this briefly with the, with the Dumbo, uh, podcast. So check that out if you haven't. Um, but most, so there, there are a couple of movies that did stellar, um, obviously beating the beast did the best 500, 500 million plus open at 175 million followed by jungle book. Um, but there's only there's only really I think Jungle Book is the only great movie of their remakes right now. Um, I would I would agree. I I, I Jungle Book. Um, I'm actually kind of big on uh, on Cinderella. Oddly mm. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So funny you bring up Cinderella. I want to get into why that worked um, versus some of the other ones that I don't think that worked. And I've been watching a lot of Beauty and the Beast lately because i showed it to my daughter um and she really took to it for Which some one? strange reason the because animated she one? Seen... i'm sorry the animated one no the um the live the live remake oh, okay. with um with uh, emma watson and you know and so she's been wanting to watch that a lot 
And she's seen the animated one, so I'm really surprised she's kind of taken to this. But like, hey, she's five. Um, so the <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is really terrible. <laughs> There's just no way around it. I've seen it. I've seen it four times now. The singing gets worse <laughs> every time. Mm. Every time I watch it. it, is like I I I am confounded that they thought it was a good idea to just um, apply auto-tune to Emma Watson and even Luke Evans to a certain extent and just say, yeah, we're good. <laughs> you know, and just like, let's push this out. I mean, it is at best terrible karaoke and at worst a monstrosity. Ken, what were your thoughts on, on Beauty and the Beast? Uh, well, I only saw it once in the theater and I yeah. thought it was okay uh, at the time. Um I thought it was uh, really uh, bloated. Like they, uh, the, the the original one is maybe an hour twenty, hour and a half tops, and this one, uh, the live action one's like over two and a half hours. I think. Uh, I don't think or it's two hours that long. Yeah, it's but a solid definitely... two hours though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's it it feels like there's a lot of fluff. Yeah. So Beauty and the Beast. Again, aside from being, I know they're just remaking these movies for money, and I, I totally get that. But yeah. there are certain movies that they could use a remake. I mean, Cinderella you brought it before is a great example. Like they could, like you blow that movie out as they did in a very traditional, and just go, you know, just blow out the budget and bring that palace, you know, to life and the ball and all the dancing. It's it is a great cinematic experience. Yeah, and they could add some background to you know the wicked stepmother and. And stuff like that that mm-hmm. you don't get into in the original one. And yeah, and Beauty yeah. and the Beast, there just wasn't that much to add. The only thing, the, the, the thing I thought they would do in Beauty and the Beast was maybe blow out the um, the fairy tale in the beginning, like you know when they narrate um, the story of how the prince became a beast. You know, it's a narration, and they get into it a little bit, but it's still they 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 still pretty much stick to the script um, yeah. for, the, for the most part. And I thought they could have really just—I mean, if if you're going to expand on the movie, that would be an interesting thing to expand. Like, even just show us ten minutes of the prince's life without narration, like, or even just do it totally unnarrated and just blow out the story that way. That would have been interesting. Um, but alas, they stuck to the script. Um, so, and again, most of these other movies. Um, They've mostly stuck to the script, but they've, you know, again, Jungle Book, I think, was another good one for a remake because, you know, again, you, you what you can do with CGI and motion capture now with animals is incredible. Yeah. And we'll see that with the next remake coming out, uh, The Lion King, uh, coming out in July. Aladdin. Okay, now it's time to get to that. Let's bring this home. <laughs> Aladdin has to be the toughest one. Not only the toughest one to remake, but I think also the most pointless one to remake because... <laughs> you have so many. Don't hold hurdles. back. Don't hold there, back. I know. I know. You have so many hurdles to overcome with a remake, yeah. with this particular remake. For one, you have Robin Williams as right. a genie, one of the most yep. iconic performances we've ever Absolutely. had. Certainly in an animated movie, and I'll even yeah. lump in all Local movies. Performance, hundred percent. Yeah. So you have to try and overcome that and all the comparisons. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm going to throw this in there. Gilbert Godfrey as Iago is almost as iconic. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, fair. I mean, he is uh, he is one in the same, and and Iago is really important to the movie. Like, he's not some secondary henchman. Like, th- there's no plot without, there's no story without Iago. So, like, you have to overcome that as well. And Godfrey's voice, I mean, Godfrey's voice is almost 
you know, I mean, is is perfect for Iago for that animated movie because right, he's gotta, just so unique and distinct and obnoxious. You know, and just perfect for a villainous role. I got, I got a, uh, I got a question for you. Yes, go ahead. Uh, toss up. Uh, you can only choose one of these two. Who do you want by your side? Do you want Iago or do you want Ebony Ma? Jeez. <laughs> You know, Yago's underrated because uh, he can imitate any voice that that you know Ooh. that they want. So that is really helpful. But I mean, come on, Ebony Maw is like ridiculous. He could like overthrow the world if he really wanted to. So I'd have to take Ebony Maw. But okay, uh, okay. <laughs> um, the. So that's the second thing. So again, it's a truly iconic voice performance. The third thing, and this is sort of underlooked, is Jafar is. It was um, Jonathan Freeman's performance as Jafar is so underrated. Like the way he used his voice to kind of go between, again, in a very comical way at parts, but also in a really sinister way, he fluctuated his voice so well that it was. It, he brought Jafar to life in such a way. And you don't really know Jafar outside of his costume. It's only at the very end. He takes off his hat and you can really see who Jafar is, which is this balding old guy, you know, who <laughs> when you look at him trying to romance Jasmine is really, really, really <laughs> super creepy. Um, right. But I mean, he, the octaves he takes on Jafar and, and is so that's, that's going to be extremely hard to replicate. Um, Especially when the new guy is like, what like 25 yeah i'm gonna get to that so (laughs) hold on to that thought um so you have those hurdles that no other disney movie really has like so beauty and the beast had gaston that was going to be really hard because i mean the choice they made the animated to make gaston an operatic voice was just brilliant and luke evans just i mean i I don't they just decided like eh, who cares you know like we, we don't rack up on anybody close so We'll just get Luke Evans. Um, so, but the other thing is, and again, we, I don't, I don't know what a live action remake of Aladdin can really bring to the table. Is it going to bring more CGI um, razzle dazzle than the animated did? I don't know because animation back then was still pretty good at razzle dazzle. Um, is it going to bring a flying carpet more real? Maybe. Um, Ken, what do you think about Aladdin and sort of, you know, what you're looking, what, what's, what's its purpose here as sort of a live action? I, it, its purpose is to make money. Well, I <laughs> know. Nothing, I, I, yes, it, there's agreed, nothing but. beyond that. I mean, so right. If you interview uh, the producers, I'm, they're not going to say that they're going to make. I'm up an very, answer. I'm very <laughs> cynical about these these Disney remakes. Um, outside of again like cinderella and the jungle book um they're really yeah it's hard to justify their existence i will say peace dragon peace dragon was not i don't don't remember as a kid i had no interest in seeing it but that was an interesting remake um just because the old movie is pretty corny and old-fashioned that was able to bring it to life i think Um, you go with some of the lesser known ones you can you can you know put your own spin on it I also feel that Alice in Wonderland had a purpose um, because ironically it had a, and we kind of bashed him the last, when we did the Dumbo podcast, but it had a purpose because Tim Burton was directing. And I kind of feel he was the only guy that could have directed that Alice in Wonderland. That makes sense. At the yeah. time. I buy, I'll buy that. 
<laughs> because that universe is so wonderfully weird and he's the kind yeah, of guy that can bring that it's to suited life. to his to it's it's a story that's suited to his <laughs> talents right no exactly similar to kenneth branagh with with cinderella yes yeah. agree agree so uh so let's bring it so let's bring it back to Aladdin. um in fact let's you know what let's jump to see don't see because i think we'll get into aladdin by sort of these categories mm. that, that are coming up Okay. Uh, feel free to elaborate as needed. So, again, okay. see, don't see for those new joining us. Uh, we See, don't see is a way for us to quantify our interest in seeing the movie coming up and possibly use as a predictor of box office. Um, we will. I will ask Ken a series of categories that relate to the movie um, that we are breaking down. That's called Aladdin. And he will quantify his interest based on that category and that category alone on a scale of negative three to three. Three being most interested in seeing it, negative three being the least interested in seeing it. Ken, first category. Okay. Uh, will Smith. All you know about the movie is that Will Smith is starring in it. Oh, it man. <laughs> uh, a zero. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, for, he, he would have been probably in like the one to two range. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, there's, there's so many swings and misses this last decade. I was really you know? surprised they chose him to be the genie. Um, only because again, his, his, there's no question. His star has faded a bit. Um, and I think a younger, a little bit more hipper kind of, um, actor would have done really well here. That could have really kind of taken the ball and run with it. Yeah. But he does have a certain charisma at least. And, he, he he can sing too. So I mean, yeah, he's, he is, he's obviously not Robin Williams. No, he's not. And and more importantly, as far as star power, he's the draw um, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, then there's we'll we'll get to this a little bit, but there's relative no names playing Aladdin and Jasmine and Jafar. Um, right. And so he's it. And uh, Disney kind of put in their and again, I know the title sells is kind of the drawing of itself, but put, but putting as many eggs as they are in Will Smith is is awfully risky at this point because Will Smith hasn't opened a movie in in years. Um, so well, for I me, mean, <laughs> go ahead. I was gonna say for me, um, I I I'll have to say I, I I enjoyed Will Smith and um, uh, what was that Netflix movie with the orcs? That, that oh my gosh! That. Right. Right. I didn't see that one. Oh, oh, oh you've got to see that. Oh. I saw it got ravaged by critics. Oh, it's for me, it's in the so bad it's good range. It's okay. so bizarre and strange. It's good. Um, so I kind of enjoyed him that, but overall, he's he's a minus uh, one or two. I'll go. Mm. I'll go minus two because I just I think his star is faded. I don't think he picks good projects anymore. Um, he used to be, you know, notoriously picky. Um, right. After his run as sort of an opener with, you know, iRobot and all that whole run. Um, but he's a mic because I just I don't trust his choices anymore. He's just he's just past his prime, and it's okay. You know. It's, do we uh, need to uh, do we need to talk for a minute about how it looks like the genie might be on some uh, some performance enhancing drugs? <laughs> what do you think about making him blue? For I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, but it just he he looks. I'm gonna say he looks a little puffy. 
kind of kind of similar to uh, Barry Bonds and the, I know. Uh, like 2003 uh, San Francisco Giants. If they CGI his muscles, that's fine. It's a it's a fantasy movie, and they can fantasize why, his muscles. Why is he so Why is he so buff though? Because <laughs> genies should be strong, and they should okay. be you know whatever. All right, All right next one. I, I'm going to tee this up for you, Ken. Um, Guy Ritchie. All you know about it is he's directing the movie. He's directing the movie. Uh, you don't see. <laughs> I, I knew this one was coming at, at the, the beginning of this, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna say uh, negative one, uh, maybe negative two. Wow! wow. Yeah, um, minus three. Uh, for... <laughs> yeah, negative, negative, uh, negative two. After after um, that last movie uh, that he did, I can't remember the name of it. King Arthur. King Arthur. Legend <laughs> I'm, I'm of so the Sword. Oh, Legend so of the Sword. You... That movie was so bad. <laughs> it just his his. <laughs> he's the opposite of of taking a director and putting a movie that like fits his style and talents. That's See, what's got me worried about this movie. I disagree with you on King Arthur. I thought he made it fun, or at least fun. That enough. movie is hot trash. Uh, yeah, it's is it a good movie? No, but you know he made the it's King Arthur legend a little, fun. you know, a little zesty and you know a little yeah. in the in the camp in the camp material, and it was it was it fun even as a campy. Result. What's that? It wasn't even campy. It was just. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. I mean, come on. Jude Law was trolling his mustache. I mean, he was the only one. (laughs) I was. um, So I was a minus three on Guy Ritchie before King Arthur. Um, I'm a minus two as a result of that. That moved the needle for me a little bit. So obviously, you know, if it's a typical Guy Ritchie movie, I'm just out. I just I don't think he's a bad director because he's clearly made some good movies. I don't either. Yeah, like the Man from Uncle and the you know, Snatch, and you know, is in Sherlock Holmes or I, yeah, I, I think I mean he obviously he started out with Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, right, and and um, it, and Snatch, yeah, and it, but it's, it, it it just it feels like diminishing returns with him more and more. Yeah, yeah. So and and his directing style is just generally not for me like in Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. was a movie I was really interested in and he just kind of ruined it for me <laughs> um just you know just the way that movie was cut and the way it was shot and uh so he's a minus he's he's also so he's a minus two right yeah is he like a rich man's Zack Snyder or is Zack Snyder a poor man's guy rich? Uh, I can't tell is that is that fair no I don't think that's fair <laughs> I don't hmm well, maybe worth looking into. Yeah, all right. All right. Just gonna if leave anything... that. We we can leave that hanging. I just want to put that up. <laughs> so, if anything, he's a poor man's guy. I mean, you just if you judge if you just judge the two by the body of their work, Guy Ritchie's a better director, you know, for sure. I but, agree. You know, it's just he's his directing style is not a suit for me, and it's a very honestly, it was a really bizarre choice. For him to direct this movie, um, I'm surprised he even wanted to do it. Other, other, other than like a huge paycheck, um, but bigger surprise that Disney was like, "Here, here are the reins to one of like our biggest classics, you know, of the uh, vault. Like, have at it." How did they like? How did they come to this decision? Like, you know who we need for Aladdin to really bring this home? <laughs> Guy Ritchie. <laughs> right, right. I, Give I mean, me the they're... man from Uncle Guy. Get me, <laughs> get me. Get me the guy from Snatch. Give me the, the give me the Sherlock Holmes guy. 
Yeah, I like what. The only explanation I've heard is they really wanted a unique director to kind of bring this. I'm, I'm not sure why they should accomplished, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Congratulations. Yeah, right. You got a unique director, <laughs> not necessarily the unique director. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so. Okay, so you're a zero on Will Smith, minus two Guy Ritchie. I'm a minus two for both. So Aladdin's not off to a great start. No. It's start right now. And yet I'm going to have to go see this movie to re- review it. <laughs> Me too. I know. My daughter really wants to see it. I'm like, okay, I guess for you. All right. Our next category. Um, all you know about the movie is no-name actors playing iconic roles in the classic Arabian folktale. Uh, Ken, what's your interest? It's very, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. Well, you know. I, I, I mean, I, I've enjoyed a few movies with, with no-name actors. Um but in iconic roles, it's a little harder to to name one or have one that comes to mind. So I would probably say like uh, a zero, one way or the other. I'm, I'm, it's not a selling point, but it's not necessarily a detraction either. Yeah. So, so the reason I bring this up is there's been a big kind of cry for movies to be more true to the ethnicity of its characters, um, particularly in the Middle Eastern world. Um, we, yeah. It, it came up in a big way with gods. Of, was it gods of Egypt? Uh, not gods. Of oh, Egypt. probably. Well, that. Well, that. There's a lot of other problems with that. Yeah. What was the movie where Christian Bale played Moses? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The most. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that one. I re- I remember the outcry about that. Right, and um, and it it comes up, and Chris Peterson has talked about this a lot with Asian movies that you know they cast you know they whitewash Asian Asian roles for sure. Right. But and and the age old rub is okay. Um, you know, would you rather have Matt Damon playing you know uh, a Middle Eastern or Asian role, or have some no name you know play, but but the correct ethnicity? And I believe we so, call that the Ridley Scott argument. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Do you want my movie to make money, or do you want it to be? Right. And yeah. so, right, exactly. culturally minded, exactly. And um, I think we may even talked about that on a podcast before. Um, but so Aladdin, so so fans are really concerned when the Aladdin uh, casting came out. They want, they really wanted, you know, uh, to be um, Middle Eastern actors playing the roles, and I and I, I get it because it's it's also an opportunity you can really portray this rich fantasy world just in a pure Middle Eastern environment. Right. Um, but the rub is. It's like okay, um, Naomi Scott's playing, and I go, "Who?" <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Okay, I don't yeah. even know if this is a like her or not." So, so that's why I kind of introduced this ca- this category. So you put a zero. I, you know, I mean, again, some may say, "Well, of course you're going to rate a zero. Not necessarily, because I could, I could, it could be a pull for me to see this played authentically, quote unquote. Uh, and some people, I think, would be a one or a two or even a three to see his, you know, see his roles played authentically. I'm gonna put it. Um, I'm gonna put it also a zero because yeah. again, I just you know, it, first and foremost, authentic- authenticity is good, but they also have to be good and fun actors to watch. Right. <laughs> so yeah, until I mean, know that it's not gonna uh, move me one exactly. way. Exactly. Like a zero means that it doesn't move. Like you said, doesn't move you one way or the other. Like you, it could go good. It could go bad. It's yeah. It, it, you know, you're going zero for me means I'm going into it with an open mind. Really. Right. You know, I'm not uh, prejudging. Based on the, um, you know, the the information that I have before me. Yeah. Okay. Next, uh, I actually meant to bring this up earlier. Uh, Disney animated remake. So we did this. This is the first category. I think we repeated. We did it for Dumbo. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you can answer this now having seen Dumbo or uh, just... Not seen Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> All you know is a Disney animated remake. Uh, what is your interest? I'm curious as to what I said for Dumbo because I'm <laughs> feeling know. zero right now. Yeah, I tried to look for it. I couldn't find it. Um, I think you were a one. I, I yeah, want to say that, that probably makes sense. Yeah. I what don't do think I would have gone as high as two. Yeah, you might have. I don't think I would have, but one sounds right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with zero. Zero. Yeah. So I think it was a zero. I've now seen Beauty and the Beast remake a bunch of times. I'm now in the minus one camp because I just I just do not <laughs> trust Disney to kind of do this right uh, um, anymore. There's so many more coming. I know. Oh, there's so many more. Um, did you hear? I think this is right. They're gonna do Lady and the Tramp, but only for Disney Plus. <laughs> Awesome. Go for it. <laughs> because sure, why not? Um, I'm, I'm just waiting for him to do the rescuers. Oh, the <laughs> or uh, the Arist the Aristocats, maybe the Aristocats, or um, uh, what was the um, Oliver Twist one with oh. the cats and and dogs? Oh yeah. Um, oh shoot. For crying out loud. <laughs> We're so yeah, old. I can't, can't remember stuff. Yeah, I can't remember. Either. Oliver and Company, right? Maybe. Yeah. Is that the name of it? I don't know. Okay. Uh, next one. Let's see which one I want to do here. Um, the only thing you know is that um, a strangely young and sort of... Um, I won't call him effeminate, but uh, kind of nasally sounded uh, guy is playing the chief villain in the movie. Yeah. Uh, what's your what's your interest in seeing see this? Uh, I'm going to put that in a negative three. Oh my god! I, can I be a minus three hundred for this? Yeah, you know what? what you know what that thinking? you know what my mind automatically goes with that one is uh, the Ghostbusters remake from a couple years ago. Oh, you know, I just rewatched that. Oh my, it's funny you bring that up because I just rewatched that and had basically the same feeling. That I was like, Dylan is so, ugh. Yeah. And, um, but like, what were they thinking casting this guy? Like, I, look, I get it. I just went into a whole list of reasons why no one could match Jonathan Freeman, Jafar, and you just got to kind of go, you know, take your best shot. But why did they think this guy? I, I don't know what they're thinking casting him. I mean, is there yeah. like was he, he had to have been there? I want to see their casting process. Like he had to have been their ninth choice. Like I'm just I'm I'm won't ex I just where was Arnold Fossil available? I mean, couldn't couldn't he have done it? Like Ooh. he would have done really well. Yeah, but can he sing? <laughs> can he dance? I just, yeah, I just it doesn't it does I the thing I can't get out of my head is how does someone and I'm looking at his IMDB and he was born in 83, so that makes him, what, 36? 30, 35, 36? Yeah, yeah. How does someone become a Grand Vizier <laughs> in their early 30s? Right, right. That just doesn't really make logical well, narrative right. sense. Well, I guess he just used his snake, you know, his snake staff. Oh, okay. One thing I wanted to touch on the no-name actors, um, and th thank you for, for reminding me. I do want to bring up Naomi Scott because she she has very little history before this. She was a Power Ranger um, in one of it, but Hollywood's clearly betting she's going to be a star because not only is she is she leading oh, yeah, this wow. movie, but she's also going to be in Charlie's Angels, um, which yeah, is a cool. pretty bold All move right. because what's that? 
I said, okay, cool. All right. Damn, I, Charlie's Angels doesn't do anything for me either. No, but it's not going to do anything for you. But I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's Charlie's Angels is, I mean, it's in a prime November slot. They're, they're going to bet big on it. They're going to put a lot of box office muscle on it, you know? So, um, just keep that in mind. Uh, anyone going to watch this and, uh, it is directed by Elizabeth Banks. Okay. Right. Right. So, uh, and Kristen Stewart's in it. And the other, the other angel is somebody, uh, I forget who it is at the moment, but, um, so just keep that in mind as you watch Naomi Scott. And I will say, just going back to authenticity, the one flaw with the animated Aladdin movie is uh, Jasmine's father, um, who is the Sultan of Agrabah and yet is portrayed as like this duddling, like English, um, you know, like yeah. uh, from English man from like Downton Abbey, <laughs> you know, basically. So um, that was a little ridiculous, even uh, probably even at the moment. Uh, animated, so they're, it looks like they're going to cast him pretty authentically, which is good. That's definitely an improvement upon the animated uh, animated movie. Yeah. And let's just take a quick break. Uh, we want to bring you a word from our friends at Katie's Art Project. Katie's Art Project is a 501c3 charity. Uh, their mission is to connect children facing life-threatening illnesses with emerging and established artists through collaborative programs to create a lasting legacy through art. Their vision is to bring a sense of consistency to an otherwise scary time in the lives of children facing life-threatening illnesses and their families. Through the power of art, they capture the voices and dreams of these incredible kids and share it in beautiful and creative ways. Uh, folks, in short, they visit sick kids in a hospital and bring art and music and magic to them. Um to these uh to these children and they uh they do great work i met them at broadway con they are fantastic people um they're always looking for volunteers and for donations if you want to contribute uh, if you want to be a volunteer or make a donation check them out at www.katiesartproject.org uh that's www.katiesartproject.org they are a 501c3 charity uh also just a quick word uh about us, if you're liking this podcast, uh, please give us five stars on iTunes and give us the highest rating on Spotify and any other medium that you're checking us out in. Uh, we're adding viewers every week. We thank you very much for it. We're we're so excited. listeners we're, too. Yes, and um, we're so excited to be breaking down box office for you each and every week. Uh, through we'll be doing this through at least the month of July. And uh, so, but uh, the more ratings, the more five-star ratings, the better, the better for the rankings. So please uh, check us out. Thank you for your listenership. All right, back to See, Don't See. All right, we have two more categories to go. Um, Let's do Alan Tudyk. Uh, All you know is he is voicing a character in the movie. See or don't see? I mean zero. Oh really? <laughs> I he, just because he's voicing a character in in one of these Disney movies doesn't necessarily you know move the needle for me. Uh, it's okay. All right, this is interesting. Yeah. This is interesting. Okay, so it depends on what the character is, you know. Right. So I was very nervous that they didn't announce who was voicing Yago for a long time. Because at first I was like, is Yago even going to talk? Because <laughs> like, if he's mm. not going to talk, um, then it's like that. Take that's a huge part of the movie that they're that they're changing. So when I heard it was Alan Tudyk, I was like, okay, 
it's in safe hands because yeah, I I thought he was unbelievable in Wreck It Ralph. Like I th- he was like I mean you know King Candy's voice performance was a huge part of the movie and a huge part of you rooting for you know uh, Vanellope and uh, and King Ralph uh, King Ralph. <laughs> that's a very interesting uh, crossover (laughs) and he was also terrific and one of the big reasons why uh, rogue um rogue one was as successful as it was too and you on that one yeah and he's and he's a what's that i'll agree with you on that one yeah and um and he's got a big range like he's got a very dynamic voice um and i and thinking about it now i mean i think he's the only guy that could frankly do yago and uh, he'll bring something to it, and I think he'll really make it his own. And I'm I'm pretty much, if he's voicing something, I'm at least mildly interested. So he is at least a solid one for me. Okay. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Alan Tudyk. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, doesn't matter so for me. Yeah. You're a zero, right? Yes. Okay. Last one. Uh, all you know about the movie is... It looks like it has some kind of Bollywood style sort of dance numbers uh, in it. Uh, it sort of. Yeah. Um, what's Bollywood's just... really not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go uh, again. I'm willing to be uh, surprised and. Uh, and and whatnot, uh, but I'm, uh, generally speaking, negative two. <laughs> negative two. Okay. Yeah. I've actually. Um, I this is this is a while ago. I wa- I watched some, uh, not not a whole Bollywood movie, but I saw some um, snippets, not snippets, um, chunks of Bollywood movie. Uh, this was years ago at a bar. <laughs> Um, I love I love how you're trying to frame this. Not snippets. Snippets is too short. <laughs> Chunks implies like I'm forty minutes of like an hour and, and a half movie. Right. Yeah, it was like I saw twenty minutes of one and like twenty minutes of another. Uh, at least paying somewhat close attention. Started and, to go down the rabbit hole. But I know. No, it's all right. Hold yourself uh, out at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, the choreography is pretty impressive. You know, for a lot of these yeah. dance numbers, and I appreciate a good choreographed number. It was um, even though it was simple. It's probably only the best thing in Beauty and the Beast was their little cor- their choreography in the bar in the bar scene during the, the Gaston song. So, um, if you know, that's the promise of it, there's some real creative flair with the dancing. Uh, let's do it a one. Let's. I'm gonna wow. give it a one. I'm, I'm mildly interested. Uh, that's it. So let's see. Let's tally up the scores. Oh boy! I think you're gonna come out ahead of me on this one. Oh boy! These are low scores. <laughs> And this might be my first negative score. <laughs> you have a minus seven. Do I really? You have a minus, I don't rank a positive score amongst a single category. Yeah. You wow. Had, you had four zeros, a negative two, a negative two, and a minus three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a minus six. I'm oh. a, <laughs> I had a couple positive ones, but um, a couple minus two, a couple minus twos, and a big minus three. So. Mm. We are not looking. <laughs> we are not looking forward to this movie at all. We would definitely stay away from this, and yet, and yet, I will be there this weekend, <laughs> and I will probably be there opening weekend. As well, so. <laughs> because if there's an eighth category, which is does it, does your five year old child want to see this? That has to trump all the that has to trump all the other ones. <laughs> that that out of a scale of negative three to three, that is a twenty. 
<laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, let's review Rotten Tomato score. Um, as we touched on before, Ken does have this movie in his fantasy box office roster. Let's get an up to the minute score. I'm gonna hit refresh. I still got, uh, I still got sixty percent on eighty nine reviews. Okay, all right, that's right on the line here, sixty percent. I um. And for, I had a couple snippets of some funny reviews that made fun of Guy Ritchie. A couple of good digs of Guy Ritchie that unfortunately, um, crap, my file crashed, so I lost those um, mm. snippets. Um, I wasn't able to find them in time for prep for this podcast, um, but there's some good digs here. Uh, apparently, Guy Ritchie is not a um, even for those that like the movie, um, do not appreciate his choices that, that, he, that he made. Shocker. Um, but let's read a couple positive, a couple uh, negative reviews. Uh, A.O. Scott from the New York Times. The movie itself, while not entirely terrible, a lot of craft has been purchased and even a little art is pointless in a particularly aggressive way. Okay. Uh, positive review from Brian Lowry of CNN.com. Aladdin is a great deal of fun with charming leads and elaborately mounted songs. Uh, let's see. One more negative review from David Sims of The Atlantic. Even with a colossal budget, and the spectacular tech available to Disney, live actors can't re- replicate the dizzy kinetics of a cart of a cartoon. So it looks pretty similar to uh, the correct reviews of Beauty and the Beast, uh, quite quite frankly. So yeah. uh, let's see. Anything you wanted to add to that, Mister Jones? No, I was I was looking for that. Uh, it was uh one of the negative reviews that you were talking about that kind of takes a dig at uh oh, <laughs> oh here's uh, one guy, guy ritchie but i can't find it jake cole from slate magazine guy ritchie's live action remake is content to trace the original's narrative beats with perfunctory indifference that's a one out of four rating uh for guy ritchie oh there's another one again i, I wish i could find this he said the only thing that should be stuffed into the magic lamp is guy ritchie <laughs> Uh, there's another one that was something along the lines of guy Ritchie has clearly never seen a musical before um which is a little troubling since he's directing a musical but Mm. um so anyway all right let's get to predictions okay let's so we're gonna do a three-day so when it comes to holiday, oh, right. the, the official forecast, I do three-day and four-day. And a lot of them will talk about four-day um, projections. We're going to stick to three-day. Um, mm. We're going to stick to three-day predictions just to sort of keep things consistent. I don't know. I think we should go four. <laughs> no, nah, we'll, we're going to confuse the audience. So uh, Why? <laughs> because. The... So we're doing, you, we're doing Thursday through Sunday. I believe in our audience. <laughs> I don't... I don't demean their intelligence well i do demean their intelligence so um so 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 tracking for this um has generally i would say gone down um in the last few months um i think this is sort of sort of guessed to be in the hundred million dollar range the three day now it's sort of trending down to the 70 to 90 million dollar range um they've even seen one as low as 60 60 something Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, Mr. Jones, what is your prediction for Thursday through Sunday? Yeah, so this complicates things with the Memorial Day weekend being a four-day weekend, <laughs> and try, it's hard to guess how many people are going to go see this 
or wait until Memorial Day as opposed to going during the the three day. But I already I already see your excuses lined up yeah. when you miss this one. But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna gronk this one. I'm gonna say sixty nine million. Oh jeez. <laughs> so sixty <clears> percent. <throat> I don't think the Rotten Tomato is going to help at all. Um, oh, you think so, Doctor? Well, you know, in some in certain situations, it could. I mean, if there's low expectations. Um, I do like your pick because that's probably as going to go right. That's probably going to go right at seventy. Um, I <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little high. I'm mm, I'm gonna regret this. I think I'm gonna go higher though. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Yes. I'm gonna go seventy two. That's yes. <sighs> Either way, I win. <laughs> if it's if, if it's lower, I win on the pod. If it's higher, yeah, I win in the fantasy movie league. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, not if the Rotten Tomato crashes to like forty <laughs> percent. Hey, you bite your tongue. <laughs> so uh, I didn't want to go seventy because I'd just be a little, feel a little cheap just going one higher than you. Um, mm. I don't want to try and peg the number. So seventy two it is. Um. All right, uh, that's a wrap, folks. Um, next week, we have... we Actually, next week's a big week. Ooh. We have Godzilla, King of the Monsters. We have Rocket Man. Yes. And we probably won't break it down, um, but Ma's also coming out next week, which is shaping up to be an interesting horror movie. Um, yeah. So... I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna really break it down next week. We'll, we'll certainly break down Rocket Man and certainly break down Godzilla. So we have a big week. Um, we should also say, although we didn't break it down, there's a couple other movies coming out this week. Book Smart, which is getting really good reviews, mm-hmm. and um, and Brightburn is. Um, I'm not sure if it's being released in that many theaters. That the release strategy has been really curious for that, um, but uh, if it is, check it out. I reviews think are it super. Is, I've seen Showtimes in in my movie theaters locally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's coming out in Maine, then it's coming out everywhere. Yeah, right, right. So uh, Booksmart's at ninety nine percent Rotten Tomato score, and Brightburn's at sixty. So uh, it'd be an interesting week uh, in the theaters. Hope everyone uh, enjoys their Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we will see you next week. Adios. Bye.